Gonna drink margaritas just because Bob's coming. Recorded live at the Hawks Nest on the summit in Pataskala, Ohio. This is Garage Days. Underproduced and over the top. I'm your host, Arch Madness. It is the calm before the storm. Next week will be the Welcome Back Bob episode. The return, as I hear a plane flying over right now. The return, and we'll never have to worry about that again. We'll never have to worry about wondering where that plane is from, where it's going. How many people are on it? How many hot chicks are on there? The return of Flight Pattern Bob. So Kevin Young's going to be my co-host that evening. Green 13 is going to be performing. Uh, they'll be performing live in the garage. There's going to be a whole other cast of characters in attendance. Standing room only, really. And we've got some really funny stuff planned for next week. And I always say grab a cold one and join me in the garage. Well, you might want to grab a couple for next week. On this week's episode, coming up later, the Gimme 5 and the Rehash segment. That'll take us back to Season 1 and last December. It was the summit of some sort. I got a great, great clip from that show. But we're going to head out to Texas for this week's guest. Let me hop on the Hawks line right now. He is the owner of Cooter's Pub in Eagle Pass, Texas. Will Shannon. Will, welcome to the program, man. How you doing, dude? Good, good. Thanks for having me. You come highly recommended from the Enough's Enough camp. And Beasley, in fact, I, I was talking to him earlier today. He goes, hey, man, you're recording tonight with Will. He goes, make sure you tell him uh, that everybody says uh, miss and love him and, and, and hey. So I was like, I I'll do it. I'll do it. So everybody in Enough's Enough says, hey, Will. Yeah, I miss those guys. Those guys are great. They're all such nice guys. And, you know, it was it was a, a dream to, to meet them, to go from a fan to, you know, being their friends and stuff. It's just. Uh, an amazing experience is chip the best man you know i try Yo, to he's hilarious <laughs> you try to explain it and you know people have watched him from afar you don't you're like man is he really like that is he really dude chip is you talk about salt of the earth right will <laughs> yeah yeah and uh people were people down here were freaking out a bit because before the show <laughs> they were they were strolling around downtown and i'm literally two three blocks from their international bridge to mexico so they're like I just see this big, tall, white guy with a pink hat and crazy hair. <laughs> well, that, that okay, so let, let's start there. Uh, Eagle Pass, Texas. I mean, you're right on, on the southern border, right? Right on the border. We're two hours south of San Antonio between Laredo and Del Rio. So, There's really not much here. No, well, I mean, what are we talking population-wise? Uh, the city, maybe, I don't know, 30,000. Gotcha. All right, well... I, the history of Cooters. I mean, is this something, and I, I would like to know, is it something you purchased? Was it already Cooters? Is it something you started, you bought? What's what's the story I, I on, left, on the history? I left Eagle Pass to go to college. Uh, my mom sent me to, to, to college in, in College Station, Texas. Uh, I'm a class of 02 from Texas A&M University. Right on. So I came down to visit um, in around 08. I left the school in 96, came back in 08. And, uh, you know, there was really nothing else. I wasn't liking any of my offers I was getting. So my dad was like, why don't you stay here? I'm an only child. I don't have any brothers and sisters. So, uh, I go, what am I going to do in Eagle Pass? You know, I've been away for, you know, 
15 years right. or something. What I'm, I'm very disconnected down here. And uh, he's like, well, he has his building downtown. It used to be the, the building's over a hundred years old. It used to be a hardware store, a Rexall drug store. So it's just an empty building he has. He's like, why don't you do something with the building? I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do with it. I'm like, I guess I can open a bar. I've been to plenty of them. I've never ran one, but I've hung out at, at bars a long time. <laughs> and uh, right? so I opened the bar. And my dad used to have the Lone Star distributorship here in, in South Texas. And in the old Lone Star beer commercials, the driver's name was Cooter. So everybody called, they've been calling my dad Cooter for, I don't know, since in the 70s. So I named it Cooters. There you go. Oh, that's awesome, man. And and now I read where Cooters, uh, the Cooters Pub was voted recently best pizza, best live music venue, best cocktails in Eagle Pass. I mean, is that? Uh, yeah, I got so many awards for them. Yeah, we're known for that. Um, Ricky Rackman loves our wings. See? He's been here twice. And that's very rare for Ricky to go down to a, just a bar. We didn't have an, you know, we had a LA guns the first time he came and junkyard. He came for that one too, but that's just really rare for him just to go to a bar and hang out. Well, let's, uh, okay. Let's, let's hit, you know, obviously the food's great. The venue's great. The cocktails are great, but let's, let's hit that live music portion. And you're talking about Ricky, you're talking about some of those bands, but let, let's, let's hit some of them. I mean, what have been, who's come through? What are some of your favorite uh, artists as far as, as the shows? We'll get to your favorite artists later. But some of the, the your favorite shows that you've had at Cooter's Pub. Well, the way I started bringing them, you know, I work six on, one off. I work Monday through Saturday. Sunday's my only day off. I love going to, to, to concerts, but I just, I don't have time to go. You know, I, I have to be here at the bar. So I was missing all these shows in San Antonio, and I was like, Man, there's got to be. A, I wonder if I can get him to come here. So the very first show I had was Bullet Boys with Mark. No way. So I mean, Mark how did that? And, I mean, yeah. I mean, you, so you're a fan of the genre, right? I mean, yes, that's all I listen to. I mean, I got. <laughs> I'm stuck in that era. I'm stuck there. Me too, man. Me too. Um. So okay. So you you reached out. I mean, how did that? I mean, from what you and I were saying in in our texts and stuff, you're like, hey, look, Arch, I'm not a. I'm not a promoter. I'm not any, I'm not no, any of those no, things. Not so, at all. So, so you, how'd like, you do I, it? Did you just send well, out, a, you know, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at Googling. How do I, who do I contact to get bullet boys? And, and, uh, so I had a stage built inside the bar and, uh, I get a hold of bullet boys and, uh, <laughs> they, they end up showing up and I'm, I'm just nervous because I, I had a concert in here. And I'm a fan. That's what I told him. I go, I'm a fan, man. I had a, we had a, I had me and my buddies make plate sales to, to cover the cost because who's in a, it's, it's just a hard sell rock down, down in this area. It's just a hard sell. And I tell these guys, I bring you all for me. I go, there can be, I wait, I hope we pack the place, but there's 15 people in here. <laughs> I brought you cause I want to see you guys. Did you have to get like a, did you, I mean, who does sound? I mean, when you're putting something oh, like this a, together, a, that's the thing you're sweating, Will. You know what I mean? That's the thing you're sweating. It's like, my God, you know, as far as getting them here, paying them, that's not. Line. Okay, exactly. We had to provide right. backline. So I'm like, I have nothing. I have nothing here. So there's across the border in Mexico, I have some buddies and uh, I'm like, hey, I need this kind of drum set and I need this kind of amp and I need this and this and this. And they're like, yeah, we got it. So brought it over from Mexico and these guys, when they got here, they were really surprised. I guess they thought it maybe it was going to be smaller venue than they, than they had wow, anticipated, right? but 
And that's when I met Chad Stewart also. And oh my God, me and him, we we, we drank a bunch of Jaeger. I'll he's, tell you that. He's an Ohio boy now. We we claim him. He's an Ohio boy. And uh, Chad's just, he's one of the coolest guys. I mean, he's he's called me here in the garage and stopped by the station and stuff. Um, boy, I tell you what, it's just that whole scene and, and all the guys and gals that are uh, in and out of it, aren't they? It's just the best. And that's cool that it's worked out for you at Cooter's Pub. And you've been able to kind of meet some of these folks and, and, and start these relationships. And now you're cooking, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got people now calling us from, from New York, Las Vegas, just all over. Because the, they're like, what's going on in this little-ass town <laughs> that all these bands are going to? Right, right. You know, um, Laredo is only a little less than two hours away. But that's like a mini San Antonio. I mean, they got an arena. I've seen... I've seen uh, Judas Priest out there. Motley Crue did their Carnival Sins two hours away. And now I'm bringing all these bands <laughs> that they're not even going over there. Right, right. How did the Bullet Boys show go, that first one? Oh, that was they, – they were amazing. Mark still – his voice is still there. It is, man. No, and, and really one of the more underrated guitar players – from the era. I mean, if we're really going to talk about how he tried out for Ozzy and all that stuff yeah, and, and basically had the gig, who are some of the other, I don't want to stray off. My ADD is going to kick in here. Will. so I just want to make I'm sure the same way. I'm the same way. I gotta, so <laughs> I got to make sure that we, we stay focused here. So who are some of the other bands that, that you've had in that, uh, that the listeners here, cause that's all I talk is eighties, hard rock and metal. So I, I, I would had love Bullet to boys. Okay. So a week later, I get LA guns. That one was a, that one was kind of hard to get. I kind of had a BS a lot because <laughs> they weren't going to come down here. They weren't even touring at the time. And, um, I call, I get hold of LA guns and they're like, well, we don't know. And I'm like, well, Ricky Rackman might be here because I know him. Well, I don't know. I didn't know Ricky yet, but I had sponsored, <laughs> I had sponsored his podcast. Yeah, well, yeah. So he, he mentions my name. So I sent him a little clip where, he says my name and I send it to LA guns. I'm like, look, see Ricky knows me. He's saying my name and LA guns goes, well, if you get Ricky, we'll go down there. So I'm over here reaching out to Ricky and Ricky's like, I don't know where the hell you're at. I go, well, LA guns is going to come here and he's besties with uh, Ace Von Johnson. Yeah. 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 And so he's like, well, if you get LA guns, I'll go down there. So I'm telling both of them, Hey, it's, it's happening. And I made it happen. Oh, okay. So what's the capacity at Cooter's Pub? Well, the L.A. Guns one, I had to shut the street down. Because that's what I'm. I, that was going to be my next question. I should have asked what the capacity is before we started getting into some of these bands. Maybe a couple hundred people. Okay. Because man, guns. That's, that's going to. Uh, L.A. Guns. I, I've said this. I don't know how many times. As far as all the artists from that era, I think Phil and Tracy are writing some of the best music. And and those last three records of theirs have been awesome. And they they, they are. They're really really good. Man, really and, good, and they played a lot probably from that record because if it's just them, you know, if they're on one of those 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 tours where it's a package and stuff, you're going to get kind of the hits. But I, I when they when they when they're on their own, then they're going to play. They're going to go a little deeper. They're going to play some of the newer stuff. And quite honestly, man, I would just I would love to hear those last three records as much as I would, you know, anything off the first couple records. And I love those records, but their music now is as good as it's ever been. Oh yeah, I mean it. It still has that that '80s feel. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Do they it's play not, some of the. Know, it's not like they sold out and, and started doing okay, trying to conform to what's going. No, no, no. no. They still no, no. sound. That's L.A. Guns. Did they Did they play some of that newer stuff for you guys? Yeah, they played. Uh, that's when they. I think they had just released the uh, the Devil You Know mm -hmm. album. Right. And on. Uh, yeah, 
and I had never seen them live. And they're and playing they're one of at my your favorite pl- band. Me too, man. And they're playing at your place, dude. I can't even they're, imagine. They're walking around the bar, taking pictures <laughs> of people, taking shots, and I was like, okay, all right, man. You know, damn. And what, what's it like, man? And you know, Phil's pipes are still amazing. But when you hear Tracy has that signature sound, what did that? What was that like, dude? For Will Shannon at Cooter's Pub when when you just hear you know Electric Gypsy one of the old ones or something from, oh, you know it's yeah. him you know it's him yeah. man they were out there doing sound check you know and it's you know we had, we shut the street down probably at 11 a.m. so and this is on Main Street my bar is on the corner of Main Street so i mean traffic there's people stopping and they don't know what the hell is going on they're like <laughs> cuz it was a free concert we did it as a free concert who else well, have you had? I mean, I mean, then, then had, I can ask. Um, we had Hookers and Blow. Dizzy Reed was here. <laughs> Black Flag with Mike Vallely. I used to be a nice. skater, so I was like, oh, my God, Mike Vallely's in yeah. my bar. Oh, dude. I had, a, I had a bunch of skateboards. I'm like, can you sign them all for me, man? And it's just, it's just, I mean, I'm just a fan. That's all I am. And I've just been lucky enough that I could bring them. Um, well, we had, ob- obviously, we had Enough's Enough. We had Faster Pussycat. Um, a few months ago, we actually brought Tiffany down. Whoa, the whoa, 80s whoa. pop star. Whoa, 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 whoa. You brought Tiffany down? Tiffany comes down because she had Scott Coogan playing the drums for her and Johnny Martin on bass. Whoa, so my all goodness. all songs were turned into like rock. All right. And she's aged pretty good, Will. We can be honest with each other. She, yeah, she, yeah, but yeah. super, super cool. Mm-hmm, super mm-hmm, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I had her sign, I had her, sign her, her Playboy spread. See, there you go. See, Will? See, I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Because here's the deal. So Beasley, he said it on this show, and we were talking about it off the air, and he's like, look, man, this guy, he's our age. He he, he basically did the same thing we did as far as the, the, the circus magazines and the hip raiders and the metal edge, and he loves the same music we do. And, you know, it's just you're going to love this dude. Who are some of your favorite bands? I'll go ahead and tell you, uh, I'm a Van Halen and Kiss guy. Those are probably my two big dogs. So oh, Van Halen, I, I I love Van Halen. I love Van Halen. Kiss. I've seen. I've seen. Actually, I I had tickets to go see Van Halen a couple years ago with David Lee Roth, and uh, I don't know. I was sick, and I just couldn't make the show. But I did see maybe in the early two thousands. It was called The Best of Both Worlds, where it was Sammy Hagar and David Lee Roth. They went on tour together. I don't know yes, if you, if you that, saw that one. Yes, I did. That that came okay. to Columbus. That was when we still had an amphitheater back in the day. But yes, that was uh, the Sam and Dave tour or whatever they were calling it. I enjoyed yeah. that. And really, that was... I mean, okay. I'm just going to... Molly we Crew is, was okay. honestly my favorite there, band. Okay, there you go. I was going to... First, uh, hey, before we get into Motley Crew, because my listeners are going to be like, dude, you talked Van Halen, and you're, you're nervous to ask this guy. Uh, I... I like, are you a Sam or Dave guy? If I had to choose, hey, they're going to, go one go dies, ahead. one lives. I got to go with David Lee Roth. Cool. I'm All right, sorry. good. We're good. That's, We're good. That's, this that's this cool. conversation, that's, that's me. this phone call is not going to get disconnected. We're good to go. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so, not. yeah. I'm, I'm cool. It's cool, man. 5150 is a great record. I'm, I'm, I'm all down with that, but I'm just, we, we know the first six are where it's at, Will. Correct? That's that's exactly where it's, it's ex- at. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and the Beasley day I went to right. go see that show, <laughs> Beasley was right. Yeah, <laughs> David Lee, because I think they were alternating yes. who opens yes. so they wouldn't fight. So the day I saw him, I saw him at the Woodlands, David Lee Roth opened, and I actually told my girlfriend after David Lee Roth, I'm like, hey, if you're ready to go, this is what I came to see. Yeah, yeah, Will. 
you know. I, I feel you. Now, as far as the harder stuff, where I mean, are you a Maiden or Priest guy? I love both of those bands. I lean oh, more Maiden. Oh, Judith I'm, Priest. Are you a Priest? I saw them awesome. In, oh, man, they're so good. I like the cult a lot. I saw. I got yeah. to meet uh, uh, Ian and, and, and uh, Duffy. Duff and... Uh, yeah, man. But Pantera, you know, it's just... the We got... We could go on for hours we could, and hours. Man. We could. And so uh, one other thing uh, before we kind of wrap this up, who is this Wiggles I see in all <laughs> of the posts and pictures? I'm on, I'm on your Facebook page and this, uh, you've got Wiggles? all these great deals, but then you're saying Wiggles not included. And it's like, what's the story on Wiggles, man? Talk to me. Wiggles man. is a bar, my bartender. He started, <laughs> he's been so loyal to us. You know, we love Wiggles. Um, he started off as a cook here, and then he moved up to a bar back, and now he's one of my best bartenders. And we call him Wiggles because we go skate together. Now, Wiggles is only 24, 25. Okay. I'm I'm 47. I'm trying to keep up with him at the skate parks and stuff, and <laughs> I just want to carve because of my, my knees, and I, I can't do I all these you. crazy things I anymore. You. I feel you, Will. But his trucks are so loose on his board so that's why we call him Wiggles, because like you're just wiggling on that damn thing. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's uh, I did not know it was going to come from that angle, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's better than what I was thinking. That's better than yeah. what I was thinking, Will. So listen, man. If people, you're you're on Facebook. Um, I, you know, I would love to say one day we're going to cross paths because I, you know, the thing is, man, I've, I have had, uh, bar owners, I've had, uh, you know, promoters, uh, different venue operators, people mm -hmm. that I've had on the show here, you know, from, from, from central Ohio. And I was like, you yeah. know what, how cool is that to, I, to kind of see that, Hey man, you know, there, we're all the way over in Texas and they love the same music we do. They do, you know what I mean? They get excited yeah. about the same shows we do. And it was, uh, I, I, it was a no brainer to have you on the show, man. It was cool. You had some great stories for us. Like I said, I appreciate it. And I, I mean, I love talking about that. You know, that music, it just puts me in a good mood. It can be a crappy ass day. And I, I listen to some, some, some rock and stuff and it just makes everything better. You're you on, know? you're on Facebook. Where else is that where we can uh, follow you guys Facebook. and kind of keep up? Instagram, it's under Cooter's EP on Instagram, and uh, I don't think we have a Twitter, but but on Facebook and Instagram, we're pretty active. Good stuff, man. Will Shannon, he's the owner of Cooter's Pub in Eagle Pass, Texas. Great to meet you, Will. Thanks so much for taking the time, my man. Thank you so much for having me on here. There you have it, Will Shannon from Cooter's Pub in Eagle Pass, Texas. What a cool dude. Beasley was not wrong. That's a good dude, man. We'll have to... Uh, Talk to him again. I actually was, uh, and I don't think I said it there, but I was talking to him off the air and just saying, hey, man, we want to check back in with you uh, later in the summer and just see how things are going. So we'll definitely check back in uh, with Will. What a great dude. All right, guys, let's get to it, man. Here's the Gimme Five for this week. And number five is Michael Shanker says K.K. Downing copied his look. And this is, this is the way this is all going to shake down because... Now that Michael's on tour, well, he's going to be on tour this fall, but he's going to be doing a lot of press. Wouldn't that be cool if I could get him here in the garage, get a phone call from him? But he's going to be on this, this, this whole press tour throughout the summer leading up until this, this tour. And so we're going to get a bunch of Michael Shanker quotes and a bunch of, <laughs> there's going to be some crazy stuff floating around, but I'm in for it. I'm all for this. So check this out. So Shanker, spoke to Canada's uh, The Metal Voice 
about how he was able to influence an entire generation of guitar players that would, you know, basically define the 80s heavy metal scene. When interviewer Jimmy Kay brought up the fact that several members of Iron Maiden have publicly acknowledged that the inspiration they drew from is his early recordings, and Shanker replied by saying, yeah, it's all true. I mean, Steve Harris is a complete Pete Way fan, he says. He even dresses like him. Well, so does K.K. Downing from Judas Priest. He dresses like me. Went to a Whiskey-A-Go-Go in West Hollywood when I was 18 years old. Was when I was on my first American tour, and there was Judas Priest playing. He goes on to say, and my girlfriend and I, we wanted to see, uh, because we had heard about that show coming. And there was K.K. Downing, the guitarist from Judas Priest. He, was, he has my perm. He's playing a flying V in almost an identical outfit. He says, I mean, I looked at my girlfriend. She looked at me, and it was like deja vu. It was like, what is this? It was me again, and I couldn't believe it. It was unbelievable. So afterwards, K. noted that it's amazing how everybody was copying Shanker's look and his guitar playing. And Michael said, hey, man, at least, you know, that's the way it was in the 80s. He says, that's what happened. Uh, They either copied me or Eddie Van Halen, or they copied each other on the 80s scene just to be part of a trend. So true. So true. Those were the two most copied guitar players, players, or really any musicians from that era. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, Eddie Van Halen catches a lot of grief. You know, he gets mad about it as far as the way some of that Sunset Strip music went. Those guys took his style and kind of did their own thing with it. Maybe not as serious as Eddie wanted it, but Shanker's the same way, man. I mean, think about it. Maybe a little more so not on the, not on the, like the Sunset Strip scene, but maybe more of the, you know, the Bay Area thrash. And and as far as the heavier stuff goes, as you know, when you're looking at, you know, I talked about this last week with Soka, whether you're, you know, Mustaine, Hammett, I mean, there's so many that drank from the trough of Shanker, just like Eddie, you know, two of the most influential guitar players. But anyway, I thought that was kind of cool the way he, he, he called. And I hadn't really thought of KK, but that's, yeah. I mean, that makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, after he says it. But anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. But look, we're probably going to have a, a, a Michael Shanker story in every single one of these for the next, well, that show is going to be in October. But number four on this week's Gimme 5, Def Leppard back on the charts. Now, Def Leppard's new single, Kick, it has landed at number 39 on Billboard's mainstream rock airplay chart. It's the British rocker's first appearance on the chart since March of 2003. Kick is the first single from Def Leppard's upcoming album, Diamond Star Halos, and that's going to arrive on May 27th. Have you heard the song? Yeah. Here's the deal. And I love Def Leppard, and I wish I could see the stadium tour. There's going to be way too much going on that week that it makes its way to Ohio for two different stops, but I just got too much going on. I would love to see Def Leppard again, and I, I hope they do kind of hop off and, and do a, a, an arena tour maybe later on in the fall or whatever as far as in North America. D- look, they look great in the video. Uh, they sound good. It's just, I don't know, guys. You'd be the judge for yourself. I don't want to... I hate to even say that because you want music from these artists, not just new artists, but you want these guys that, that like to keep creating and putting out music and, and they have the ability to do so, like a Def Leppard. But nah, it's just not, nah, not really. It's not that good. There, I feel a little better. Uh, number three. Now, this is a story that I kind of wanted to talk about last week and I didn't really get into it. I didn't put it in the top five. But the Choir Boys, do you remember them? Now, the Choir Boys, London Choir Boys, whatever, however you want to go with that. But 
the choir boys, they split from their singer Spike, and it's getting messy. Oh, it's getting real messy. So here's the deal with with the choir boys, and maybe you remember them, maybe you don't, but I think they were formed in like the early to mid-80s, had some moderate, I mean, I remember seeing the videos, I want to say it was in the late 80s, early 90s, with those first couple records. They definitely, and they're, they're an English band, they had more success uh, more success over in Europe and over in London. Not so much, I mean, they charted over there, whereas over here, not so much in the States. But a great band, an absolutely great band. So they've split with Spike, and I think he's the only really original member. So check this out. This is the way the story reads. The Choir Boys released a lengthy new statement in which they accused Spike of refusing to speak to them and consistently declining to meet and discuss band issues over the course of the past nine months. They also claimed that they had been trading as the Choir Boys through a business registered with Company's House and HMRC for many years. A company Spike was asked to join, but declined, preferring instead to be hired on a freelance basis, kind of a cash in hand, if you will. They reiterated that Spike does not legally own the band or the name. Well, guess what Spike said? So after, you know, just hours after that was released, Spike, whose real name is Jonathan Gray, he released a response to the Choir Boys statement, insisting that he holds the trademark to the Choir Boys name and accusing his former bandmates of trying to discredit him. All right, so look, I I, kind of dug them. They had some really, really cool songs, like I said, especially on those first two records. Didn't really have the success here. They were a little bit bigger over, over in England. But a great band nonetheless, and I've heard nothing but good things as far as the music that they've put out recently, and the guys in the band, uh, Beasley was telling me, you know, our bud from uh, Enough's Enough, he was telling me that on the Monsters of Rock cruise, they absolutely killed it, absolutely killed it, and I don't think Spike was on that one, okay? So, the reason I even bring this story up, and I kind of should have talked about it anyway last week, but the reason I'm bringing it up now is... This is going to get kind of, when I said it's going to get messy, it's really going to get messy. In fact, it could be where you could have maybe two different versions of the Choir Boys. I mean, Spike says he's going to do his own thing. He owns the name. So here we go, you know, where you got two different L.A. guns or two different rats. I mean, you could have, you know, Bobby Blotzer's Choir Boys. For all. I, I have no idea where it's going. Number one, I want we're going to keep our eye on that when it comes to the Gimme Five and Stories and Hard Rock. Uh, number two... There is a guy, and I won't say his name yet because I'm still trying to put this together, this guy in the band, the Choir Boys, and I, I might have a chance to talk to him here in the next few weeks. So, and we, yes, so kind of read about that story, see what you think. Especially if you're a, I know plenty of people that are listening to this podcast know who they are and dig them. So, yeah, but that's going to be a mess. Okay. So anyway, I'm, I'm going to try and get one of the guys from the Choir Boys on the show. And, uh, and we'll just kind of, we'll keep an eye, we'll keep an eye on that, okay, as it develops. Number two on this week's Gimme Five, Queen Strike. all right? Now, this isn't news, this is just, don't get mad at me, it's just me thinking out loud, okay, with some of the stuff I'm reading. Now, let's talk about some of the stuff that we're reading, quotes specifically from Jeff Tate and Michael Wilton, okay? So, Tate and Whip, they're the two that I'm going to refer to when I discuss this, and like I said, I could be... This could be a dream, all right? That I'm, I'm, there could be no, just hear me out. So Jeff Tate says that there's not really a motivation for Queensryche classic lineup to ever reunite, 
thinking, well, Arch, it's a great start to your theory there <laughs> that there's a chance. All right, I'm going to keep moving. So getting the band back together, Tate says, for what? If we're going to make an album together and get on that kind of level, that would be a really difficult thing to do, I think, but not impossible. Hmm? Yep. It would be more likely that we'd get together and do a concert tour, which we've been offered and certain people have declined it, so I don't know. Now, he goes on to say, and I don't need to read that specifically, I don't need to read that verbatim, but he goes on to say, man, they've been offered, like, retirement money. Like, wave bye-bye, I'm on the beach the rest of my life. But, dude, they're all rich anyway. If you ever Google their net worth, they're all sad. <laughs> Not that I do that. Not that I do that. But, okay, so there's that. So that's what you're hearing from Jeff Tate. All right. In a new interview with WPDH 101.5 FM in Poughkeepsie, New York, Queensryche guitarist Michael Wilton was asked about the possibility of fellow original members Jeff Tate, Scott Rockenfield coming back to the band. He responded, I have nothing. I have nothing on any of that. It's one day at a time as it is. And then what will be, will be. The what will be, will be is where I was like, come on. What am I supposed to think? And look, you guys, I've talked about it enough on this show. You know how I roll. I thought Jeff Tate was amazing on his, his last solo tour. I enjoyed it. I thought that last Queensryche record, the last Queensryche record with Latori, The Verdict, I thought it was amazing. I told you guys, that was one of my favorite records of that year. What was that, 19? I love that record. So I'm cool. I don't have seen Queensryche enough. I saw Queensryche enough with DeGarmo. I'm, I'm, I'm good in that regard. But if there's a chance, right? If there's a chance, and, and let's think about this. I mean, they've gone through spitting on each other, suing each other in court, and now we're at what will be will be. <laughs> Why shouldn't I have a little, just a smidgen of hope that maybe something is going to develop out of that? I mean, these guys, they've never, ever, and I know they're still saying it's not going to happen, but they, they, they leave a little bit of that door open. You can tell right there. They leave, there was never, the door was always closed whenever it came up. I think Tate has, a, this is just me again. This is just me. Just from everything I've read, I think Tate has a better chance of getting back with them for a tour. I mean, I mean I'm not saying like record something and, and, and kick you know Todd to the curb because I, I don't want that at all at all because I, I like I like what uh, the guys and, and Latori are doing right now as far as uh, whip and at base I'm I'm totally down with it rock and field I don't know that just that's a wild card and I just I don't I don't know if I can see that ever happening DeGarmo we no that will never happen and uh, look what am I saying I'm, I'm I'm keeping the door open why not rock and field DeGarmo wouldn't that be sweet though Queensryche fans. All right, number one on this week's Gimme Five. It's kind of a shit starter this week. Mammoth WVH canceled the final six shows of the Young Guns tour with Dirty Honey due to members of the touring uh, personnel testing positive for COVID-19. Dirty Honey will still perform at the scheduled dates as advertised. Now, <laughs> so, and this is where my little, I've got a little shit starter in me. Uh, so, Dirty Honey, I think this happened on Tuesday of this week. So, then Dirty Honey goes online right after that was announced and said, Mammoth WVH 
had to cancel the remaining Young Guns tour dates due to COVID concerns. But the party will still rage on with Dirty Honey. Come out and rock with us. We'll be playing a much longer set now. Refunds are available at point of purchase for anyone who desires them. But why would you? <laughs> See, that's Dirty Honey said that. I didn't say that, right? That's I say that. We were in trouble. But they said, so then this would be, this comes from today. I printed this before I left. So and you guys know how I do this. I record on Wednesday. So it was evidently the show they've got tonight. It says, tonight we've asked our friends Dorothy and Joyous Wolf to join the show in Charlotte tonight and make it a real party. That comes from Dirty Honey's Facebook page. So, so yeah. Number one, love both of those bands. Uh, Dorothy, I'm just kind of I'm just kind of learning about them, and that is Sam Bam Colton. That's the dude from Faster Pussycat that I always tell you guys about. And if you remember, Chad Stewart said, "Hey, if you get a chance to see Dorothy, go see Dorothy." And they make a stop. They make a Dorothy makes a stop in Columbus at the Bluestone, I think, and that's actually where I saw. Uh, Dirty Honey, and uh, and Wolfgang. But anyway, uh, and the other band is Joyous Wolf, which I, I kind of dig their stuff. Uh, Dorothy, I'm, I'm kind of learning about. I don't have enough to, to give you an opinion on them yet. But the Joyous Wolf, I really dig. And you know why I like them? Not just because they're cool and they sound good, but they're cool with our buddies in South of Eden. South of Eden says they're really cool guys and they're friends. So I was kind of hoping that South of Eden, they would have snagged them. And grab them for a couple of those shows. But, you know, people probably don't want to get shown up. <laughs> I am about six scoops of shit starter with that whole gimme five. All right, now let's move to the rehash segment. Okay, this comes from the summit of some sort. Back in December, season one, you had Gavin Myers, Whiskey Pete Wagner, and the professor, Josh Daly. And this one is entitled, this rehash segment is entitled... Vacation dad. There's a thing in my house and it's known as this time of year. I take between Christmas and New Year. Okay. And there's something in my house and it's known as vacation dad. And vacation dad is super cool. And there's times in like May and August. They're like, damn, I wish they don't say damn, but you know, they, I wish vacation dad was here. <laughs> and like, like I don't give a shit about anything. When I come in on that, after that Friday and a lot of times it was with, with one of you three before Christmas and it's, and they're like, wow, vacation dad. And I like walk in and they're like, and the wife is like vacation dad's here. <laughs> and like, I'm like, yeah, woo. Like, I don't give a shit about anything. We just, we hang out, we watch bowl games and, Vacation Dad is so cool. Vacation uh, now, Dad. He's are, so cool. Are, there, are there moments in, like, like, let's say, April in between vacations where they know there's a couple months to go? <gasps> and do they, do they just occasionally say, man, I wish Vacation Dad oh, was here. Oh, Gavin. Gavin, yeah, that's on, that's on a Tuesday in August. Trust me. <laughs> on vacation. Yeah, yeah. It was like, I've, yeah, I've got a, couple, I got a couple extra weeks, but it's something in between Christmas and New Year where I come in and they just, that's what they label me as Vacation Dad. They're so excited to see me. I'm like Great. not uptight. I'm not, like everything goes. It's like, it's cool, man. You Can play? I ask this? When does it kick in? Does it kick in like as soon as you get in the car? I know. And you, and when I get in the car. Or is it and wheels up? And, 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 and they'll, uh, you know, and it was cool because last year 
they uh, we we got them uh, smartphones. They were you know they're teenagers, so I let them get it, and they're like, "Is vacation dad in the car yet?" <laughs> like, yeah, buddy, I'm on my way home. I'm on my way home, buddy. Get ready to watch Star Wars. So Star is it Wars. is it yeah. when you leave work to head yeah. home to yeah. leave on vacation? So it's like okay. a thing, and it's like a thing in my house. And for I'm me, sure for if, me, it's as soon as soon as I'm like uh, either on the road to the airport or on the road to the next destination. It's like, I've got to be, it can't be you gotta like- You got to flip the packing. switch, man. It, it's, yeah. it, that's it for me. It's but like, I think every dad has that. We're all dads. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 there's a vacation dad. And, yeah. they, and, and I can see it in their eyes. They know like there's no bullshit. It's like, it's just, they're, they're ready. They're would it be ready great if we could make the regular dad like less of an asshole and they wouldn't like crave that <sighs> yeah, guy so right? much? Right? <laughs> right? Yeah, that'd be nice. Just dad, yay! You didn't say vacation in front of that, Josh. No, just just dad. Yeah. Hey, dad. It's great seeing you. Oh, I miss those guys, man. That was a fun, fun December Wednesday night. That's for sure. Got to get those guys back in. We'll have to do a, a summer summit of some sort. Maybe I just, I just came up with that. But anyway, guys, hey, thank you so much. Thanks for all the downloads. That's going to do it for this week's Garage Days. And thanks to Will Shannon out at Cooter's Pub in Eagle Pass, Texas. What a great dude. Hey, don't forget, next week, it is the Welcome Back Bob episode. Until then, stay frosty. I'll have to check that out.